fly, Bobby. Come on, let's go. Hit it. Welcome to episode two of When It Comes Crashing Down podcast with Dan and Ross. I am your hyperactive hypno dancer, Ross. And I am Dan. <laughs> he didn't have a name, so I did not have a week. name. No, that just came out of nowhere. How are you, Dan? You okay? I'm, I'm grand, Ross. Yes, I've had a delicious Burger King meal. Um, not a sponsor, but it could be. Uh, but yeah, it was a good. Uh, it was. It lived. It exceeded expectations from our our favourite. Worst Burger King in the world official. You heard it here first. But you know what? It was good for a Burger King. It was top notch. You know what? I think the Burger King I had tonight was probably the best Burger King I've had in a long time. I would agree with that. Um, yes. I'd love to share it with our listeners, but it is now gone and I really enjoyed it. Yes. It's part of our little ritual here we have of recording this podcast. We have a little Burger King, have a little walkover, come back. Yep. Do a podcast. I think for our, for our listeners, I think they'd probably think, okay, so these guys are sitting down having a Burger King before, perhaps tr- talking about the podcast, what they're going to be talking about and all that kind of stuff. We don't really at all, do we? Then we just kind of, we have some rough notes and rough ideas, but then we just kind of sit down, hit record and go blank for yeah. 45 minutes. That, that's pretty much it. Yeah, so hopefully, up. hopefully our listeners will enjoy us being blank for the next 40 minutes. But not this time, because this is our 80s movie special episode, isn't it, Dan? It is, yes. 80s noises. Captain the fool. Yes. Nothing Amazing. says 80s like those noises you just made, Dan. Well, I mean, I'm sure in post there'll, there'll be some 80s noises. <laughs> yeah, there will definitely be some 80s noises in post. That's fine. <laughs> we can do that. Okay, but first, before we come on to the 80s movie special, let's have a quick recap. So this is episode two, two. of When It Comes Crashing Down with Dan and Ross. The first episode, I think it has been massively received greatly by everybody who's listened to it. Uh, we haven't heard a single bad word about it. No, I don't think so. I've not heard it. No one's, no one's told me a bad thing. I mean, not saying what they're saying behind their backs, Ross. Yes, but yes. I don't think that our listeners would do that. No. One person said to me that um, it's a very unique podcast. Um, when, okay, he said that, when he said that, uh, he actually said it's like nothing he's ever heard before. So oh, I took that as to being I, unique. I, yes. <laughs> I, I joke. You didn't really say that. Okay. So, but I have done. This is the first time you've heard this. I've got some feedback from our loyal listeners. Ooh. So the first bit of feedback was of a, a gentleman who listens to the podcast and his listener review says, at first glance, I thought it was a podcast by Diana Ross. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine the Supremes fans who were so disappointed? <laughs> I tell you what, they're just just holding on. Maybe maybe she'll come on in the next few minutes. I'll just keep on listening. Maybe she'll come on, but no, she doesn't. So the next bit of feedback um, I had was from my wife, Jenny, Excellent. who I love very much. And she said, it's not really something I'd listen to again, but well done. That's really nice and wifely. My wife hasn't listened to it. I don't think, I don't really want her to listen to it. I think... She she hears me talk like this all day, so uh, she doesn't need to hear me. But but if she does, that's amazing. She would give me good feedback. Of course, so she, she would. Exactly like your wife. That is great. At least she's honest. She's encouraging me. Encouraging. Yes. Probably won't be listening to this episode, but that's okay. That's okay. Well that's done, Mrs. Good. Taylor. Kudos to you. Excellent. Thank you, Jenny. I do love you. So there we go. That's the feedback we had off the first episode. We did have yes. some other bits and pieces that people said online, which we've addressed. There was one issue about the sound not being quite level in the first episode. 
I'm putting that blame solely on the equipment, which yeah, hopefully we've yeah. now sorted out. So you should be able to hear us in glorious. Just on that on that uh, on that vein, we, Ross did spend some, some time today sorting these out, and then I, um, once it was all level and sorted and organised, I got out of my seat and kicked the microphone. So if the levels are off, it is due to my feet. Um, I just want to share a bit of feedback I've got as well. Um, this is from my uncle. Yeah, Dan's uncle. Uh, uncle, I haven't seen my uncle for a long time and recently come back to my life and it's really cool. Um, so, Uncle Graham, if you're out there, I hope you're listening. Because um, you did listen to that one, so hopefully you, you listened to this one. Uh, and the feedback he gave me was this. Uh, Morning, Daniel. Just listened to your podcast. It was great. Great. I'm now going to use the name Archibald Bumblebeard the next time I book into a Premier Inn. So there you go. So anyone listening who runs a Premier Inn, Archibald Bumblebeard is Dan's uncle. Say hi from us. Yep. Yes, say hi from us. Um, but so, Ross, what, have you got some stuff for us now? Are you going to do some stuff? Well, I, th- I think dance? I'm, I'm just happy to, to talk about how great the first episode was and, and how well it was received and how people have been really encouraging about it and I think, I think let's be honest, Ross, I think that everyone knows that this podcast doesn't know what it is yet, um, but what I do know is that we have a lot of good people who are engaging with us and talking to us, and we are loving that. So while we're finding out what we're doing, we're just going to have some fun and uh, carry on doing it. Hopefully, it'll become its own thing. I mean, it might even become, there might be some sort of chain reaction, and it becomes a Diana Ross podcast could you imagine that it comes full circle what twist of fate that would be if somehow some way we became a diana ross podcast when it comes crashing down about diana ross with dan and ross that's brilliant i don't know yeah that that was some great feedback that is great feedback i thought you'd enjoy that so what have you been up to anyway dan what have you been up to recently um well i can't remember the, the space of time that it's been to record this podcast it's been a while hasn't it it's been a minute, mm, certainly. It's been a th- yeah, one hot um, minute, yes. And since that time, I have joined a band. I know. Dan's joined a band. Dan and I'll, has I'll... joined a band. So what do you play, Dan? I play music. Um, no, no, I'm just being pedantic there. Um, I play the bass guitar. And what's your band called? The band is called the Blue Badge Band. Now, a funny story behind this name is uh, the Blue Badge Band is made up of myself and three other gentlemen, all of which... Um, are over the age of 70. So they all have a blue badge. Or they don't, but that's the kind of joke. Um, but yeah, so having a laugh, playing some music, it's good fun. So that's what I'm doing. I think so that's there. awesome. Good on you, Dan. Absolutely great. And <coughs> from what I gather from your time, they are very talented musicians. They are indeed, yes. Yeah, and you've got your first gig coming up on Friday. I mean, gig's a strong word. It's an open mic, but you know, <laughs> and I'll be hiding behind a plant pot or something out of the way because I'm... I'm not the kind of guy that puts himself out there. Believe it or not, I'm on a podcast, but, you know, a bit different, isn't it? Anyway, what about you, Ross? What have you been doing today? Not today, just since our last podcast, since, but also today. Uh, since our last podcast, I've been doing nothing but feverishly working on notes for tonight's podcast. That's brilliant. I haven't at all, actually, no, no. So what have I been doing? So big things going on in my life at the moment. My daughter, my oldest daughter, has finally left primary school. Which is a big moment for her. It's a big moment for you as well, Ross. A big moment for me as well, yeah, because now she's, yeah, I've only got one child in primary school, one child going into secondary school. It's a big thing, yeah, big thing. Um, Life is moving pretty fast, so it's... And if you don't slow down, isn't that a Ferris Bueller quote? 
Possibly. Yeah, his movies. I, I've, never, I've watched Ferris Bueller once, didn't like it, so spoiler alert. I'm the um, same. I watched it back years and years ago. Can't remember it, so that's where I'm with that. But I've watched my daughter leave school, so that's what I've been... That, that's kind of taken up a lot of my time recently because there's lots been going on at school. The school's been put, put on lots of things. Uh, I've been working at the school as well, doing some videos for the school to commemorate the people leaving. It just seems to have been taking up a lot, a lot of my time recently. Other things I've been doing, uh, I've been playing Sea of Thieves, back to Sea of Thieves. Now, I probably haven't spoke to you about this, Dan, but Sea of Thieves, Xbox video game, it's brilliant. I do like it. Me and my friends used to play it religiously pretty much every every night almost for a while. But then you can have too much of a good thing, can't you? So we stopped playing it for a bit, but now they've released a new add-on pack, which is all about the secret of Monkey Island. Do you remember that video game? Monkey Island. Monkey Island and Sea of Thieves together at last. So we've gone back to that. So I've been playing that. So that's very good. Also, I have been collecting and looking at my old collection of Monster in My Pocket. Do you remember Monster in My Pocket then? Do I remember Monster in My Pocket? I do. I remember one Christmas I had a load of them and I just, they were the, you know, you know, like, I don't know if you experienced this, but uh, sorry to hijack your thing no, there, please Ross, do. but you know, like when you're a kid at Christmas and you had your main present, as I like mm-hmm. to call it, your, yep. your, your Super Nintendo, your bike, you know, the general big things off your parents normally, yep. that'd be your present. But then there was always another present, which you, you played with the most and it wasn't always your main one it was and one christmas i had it was a big big flat box of monster in my pocket in like a pyramid yes. sort of triangular shape and it was just the best the absolute best thing ever i remember i can't remember old i couldn't have been that old i'm not sure the kind of times ago when they came out i'm a bit hazy yeah but uh, it was so it would have been early 90s i think yeah so it would have been seven eight yeah so that would have been the entire series one that you'd had there oh, in that pyramid um, they may be worth something if I'd have kept them uh, in the you, box. Did you keep, Have you still got them now? I have literally nothing from my childhood at oh, all. Nothing. Okay, well, that's a real shame. But they're ace, Monster in Pocket. So I've recently rediscovered my Monster in My Pocket collection, and I've been talking to my friends about it because they remember collecting them as well. So I've got my Monster in My Pockets out of my mom's loft. So I've been looking at them. Do like them. Particular favourites of mine would be uh, Sharon. <laughs> little guy with a he was the guy who was the boat boat rider what do you call somebody who rides a boat captain captain of a boat from uh purgatory to hell i believe oh What's the, the the guy from the river sticks that guy. yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay yeah. so he's a good one uh mummy it's just an old favorite isn't it? old classic just uh, just a mummy uh that's another favorite of mine and there's uh some kind of slimy looking creature who's really cool i vaguely remember that one i've got a, i've got a vague recollection i can't remember they're they amazing yeah they're right and, and so, there was a werewolf one who was sort of like doing that yes like, <laughs> my, my, i'm doing like a, for those you can't see which is probably everyone it's like a michael jackson sort of pose like thriller. He, he was he was doing he's like a, a lunging okay. into the uh the uh duh, duh, feet, yeah. bit of the dance yeah yeah, yeah that's was, the yeah. one yeah there you go. That, that was really interesting, Ross. I, big, I, I completely forgot. You've literally unlocked a memory in my brain there. Big it's just, fan. I loved Monster in Pocket. Big fan of Monster in Pocket, which led me on to finding my collection of my Get Along Gang. Have you ever heard of the Get Along Gang, Dan? I've heard of them, but I have no further information about that. So the Get Along Gang were a similar collection of figures like Monster in My Pocket, 
tiny little figures, and it was all a bit twee because you had the main leader who was Montgomery Good News Moose. There was Porsche Porcupine, um, Zipper Cat, who Zipper. wore a tracksuit and was into keep fit, Breaker Turtle, Bingo Bet It All Beaver, who was into his gambling. What was that one, sorry? Bingo Bet It All Beaver. Okay. And he was actually into his gambling. He, in the comic and cartoon, he used to gamble things like just for fun. Of course. So it's all a bit twee. It's all a bit nice and, you know, sending a good moral message to the kids. Anyway, I had a collection of these when I was younger and I thought, I think I need to complete this collection because there wasn't many. So I bought a little job lot from eBay and now I've got the complete set. Apart from the unique UK ones, they released four just in the UK. There's Pocus Porcupine and Hocus Hare, like two magicians. And there's a couple of bad guys. Um, cause everyone needs an antagonist um, but I haven't bought them because they're quite expensive so that's what I've been doing I've been collecting Get Along Gang figures that's amazing Ross in that, the time blew me out of the podcasts. water completely I, I'm just in awe of yeah. you with those I, I so think, thank you I think Get Along Gang I think there's probably not going to be many people listening to this who remember the Get Along Gang but you know when you've got something that you remember from your childhood and you just think, yeah, that's a special memory that is. And yeah, you can yeah, yeah, I've got that. kind of remember it and go back to it and it makes it all special for you. Which brings me nicely onto our 80s movie special podcast theme tonight. Yes. Where we're going to be talking about 80s films, what they meant to us, how they made us feel, which ones were our favourite, which ones were our least favourite, and all that kind of stuff. All that stuff. Before To start us off then... If, that's, if you don't mind, Ross. Please do. I'm going to uh, premiere a new segment of the, of the podcast. And it has a name. And the name of this segment is as follows. Oh, you were unaware. It is crucial that you make a phone call. Interesting facts. Hit so me with an interesting fact. Sorry, Dan, I just talked all over you there. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Don't worry. I went on too long with the intro for that one. Interesting facts. 80s movie edition. In Back to the Future, the iconic storyline of the lightning hitting the clock tower mm-hmm. was actually added in order to save money. And it was not the original way Martin McFly got back to 1985. Did you know that, Ross? I did not know that. Would you like to hazard a guess as to how he originally was meant to get back to 1985. Was he going to hide in a fridge while an atomic bomb went off and it sent him all the way back to the future? That sounds familiar. Um, You're not a million miles away there, Ross, actually. (laughs) Uh, Originally. I I thought I'd be an absolute... No, 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 you're not a million miles. I mean, you you know. You're in the the outskirts of the ballpark here, I think. Originally, Marty was supposed to travel back to 1985 by driving to a nuclear test site in Nevada and harnessing the power of a nuclear explosion during the bomb test. So it wasn't a million miles off. I you was weren't, just you were at all. Ripping off a bit from Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal oh, Skulls. Yeah, I've not seen that film, but I've seen That's that bit. Not very good. Um, and they, they, they scrapped it after they realised it would cost over a million dollars to film that. Okay, interesting. So, fact two. Yep. Dolly Parton, Saint Dolly, I love yep. Dolly Parton, agreed to do 9 to 5, her movie. Yep. On the condition that she could write the theme song for it. So she wrote the theme tune and sung the theme tune. Like that little Britain thing. Yep. Like Nicholas Lindhurst and 
that only falls Dennis, horses. Yeah. He didn't really. No, he didn't, didn't, did he? He didn't. sounds like him. He does sound like <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, it, if you knew, if you know, if you knew, if you know who sung the theme tune for Only Falls and Horses, please let us know. Come and find us and tell us. I have a feeling it's somebody quite famous is in the world Chaz of... Is it Chaz and Dave? Theme. I thought it was always, always Chaz and Dave. No, I think it's somebody quite famous in the world of theme tunes. Cockney music. Um, this Was it the writer of Only Falls and Horses? Possibly. Um, well, this has gone on a bit of a tangent, so we'll, we'll come back to... Ross will fact-check this, and then we'll uh, come back to that. John Sullivan... Yeah, the writer. He was the writer, writer wasn't he? he was. How about writer, that? Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Wow. There you go. That's another. Uh, that's a bonus. Interesting fact. Interesting fact three. Number three. The song, You're the Best Around, which was featured in the movie a Karate Kid. Karate Kid, specifically during the fight scenes of the All Valley Karate Tournament, was actually written for which film, Ross? That's an interesting one. Um... A film of the 80s, you're the best around. I mean, I, d- I don't know, it just fits the Karate Kid so well. It does, doesn't it? But there's another film, that it, another series of films that it fits quite well as well. A series of films? Yes. Um, I imagine it's going to be... Uh, it's a bit... It's, I'm thinking it could fit Rocky. You will be right. Wow. It was meant for Rocky Three. Amazing. Not the best Rocky. Everyone knows the best mm. Rocky is Rocky Four. That is the best Rocky. And that, can I just throw in an interesting fact there about Go for it. Yeah, the this is the fact around. segment, so you can do. I used to play that You're the Best Around in a band. We used to cover it. Nice. In a kind of like a punk pop type way. I like that. Yeah. Always went down really well. It's good that. So bonus fact, there we go. Two bonus facts. Steaming hot, pile of fact. And that was, oh, you're unaware. It is crucial that you make a phone call. Interesting facts. So let's go on to the meat of the podcast, Dan. Let's talk about 80s films. Yes. So we put this out on Facebook. We had a fantastic response. Yep. Thank you to everyone that took the time to respond to our little Facebook ramblings. Do appreciate it. There's a lot of good films being mentioned. Too many good films, I think, is the problem we're finding, isn't it? It a is bit? the problem because there weren't, when I was looking through the list, there weren't any bad films being, well... I'll possibly come on to a bad film, but subjectively it wasn't there were no objectively there were no bad films. Exactly. Maybe you could say that about the whole of the nineteen eighties. Yeah. yeah? Mm. Okay. Yeah. So let's kick in then, Dan. So um what films were mentioned then, Dan? What 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 were people talking about online when we said we were going to be talking about eighties films? Obviously we had things like Back to the Future, we had things there was a film um, a couple I hadn't actually heard of which was a surprise to me um, I think because when I think of 80s films I think of the ones I watched as a kid so I think of Back to the Future I think of the Goonies I think of Ghostbusters Labyrinth um, somebody mentioned Blind Fury I'd never heard of that film and apparently Blind Fury it's a new one on me that new one. one yeah so we, we don't really know a lot about that one um, but thank you for mentioning it because it encourages us to have a look at it um, Robocop another, it, it, what it does is it triggers loads of memories Loads of things that that feelings nostalgic about. Nostalgia is a really powerful weapon um, in liking stuff. Uh, and sometimes watching films back that you used to like isn't always a good idea because, you know, well, no, it is a good idea because of nostalgia. But yeah, I recently watched, um, for the first time, Breakfast Club. 
Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I absolutely hated it because, uh, I mean, apologies if you like that film, Nostalgic. I understand if I watched it as a kid, I might have probably liked it because I would have related to the, you know, these, these kids. But I felt really sorry for that teacher who had to stay at school on a Saturday and deal with those obnoxious brats for a whole film. Um, and I just didn't get it. But that is the power of nostalgia. So I didn't have that nostalgic view of it. So I didn't really get on with it. I yeah. had something similar happen when I went to see The Lost Boys, which I never watched back. Oh, I've only just recently watched The Lost Boys. Yeah. And it was, it was good. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with it was good. It wasn't fantastic. I, I think what swayed me at the time was I had a friend who was raving about it and thought it was one of the greatest films ever made. And that always kind of sways you because are your expectations ever going to be that it's good? a red flag isn't it it that? is a red flag it is indeed what did you think of the sax man in the lost boys isn't he amazing yeah 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 i'll go with that yes, it's <laughs> I, I just yes. want to i want to film about him i yeah. think he's just the most random character ever yeah. and he's brilliant yeah but yeah it's a good film i'll go with a good film so i'm just uh, looking on facebook here dan a, a group that we we put up with the 80s special where people asking us about films we're going to be talking about and some favourite comments from uh, favourite quotes from Ooh, 80s movie films movie quotes yes movie quotes I haven't got them in front of me so you'll have to work so, this one okay Ross. well let's give you a little test then and see if you know which films Oof. they're from so the first one from Stuart Lama thank you for this Stuart game over man game over that is I can tell you who it, who said it and I can tell you what film it was in it was oh no uh, uh, Bill Pullman in Aliens. Correct, it was indeed. The only man... No, there was two men to be killed by an alien, a Terminator, and a Predator. Yes, there was. Who was the other one? I can't remember who the other one is. No. But there is two. Yeah. Yeah. We'll come on to that. Perhaps if you know, tell listeners, us, yeah. tell us. Yes, you there can tell us. There we go. Comes full circle. Go. Engagement. That's what Homework. it's all about. Homework. Next quote. Can you fly, Bobby? This can is you fly, Bobby? Provided by Dan Barnes. Thank you, Dan. Do appreciate your input. This is from... Robot. <laughs> Robocop. Robot cop. Robot that, policeman from the this 1980s. Is, this is, there's, a, there's a video that I sent to my friends and it was uh, some guy reading like pirated toys and one of them was Robot Cop and that's where that came from. So Robocop, yes. I'll go with that. Fantastic. Christopher Hubble, his comment was, if you build it, he will come. Oh, that's the that's the actual quote because a lot of people think it's they will come. Well, I thought he was. No, they will it's, come. He will come because oh. spoiler alert, people! If you haven't watched the film Field of Dreams, yep, um, he's referring to his father, I believe, his dead father. I don't know. I I always thought it was they. So. No, it's it, Hubble, Hubble. Christopher Hubble. You've taught me, taught me something. I know yeah. Christopher Hubble relatively well, and he will have definitely hundred percent got that right. I'm so, not doubting him. Yeah. Yep. So there it's you on go. the internet for a start. So it must be right. Must be true. Must be true. And let's have one more. So, Dan Barnes again. Don't say goodbye. Say good journey. Oh, one of my absolute favourite films. Um, he-Man. No, Masters of the Universe. Correct. Masters of the, it wasn't He-Man. Masters of the Universe, it was. It's a great movie. Yeah, that. We talked about that brilliant. one earlier, didn't we? It was a really good film, that was. Yeah, re- yeah really good film. Like you said, take He-Man out of it, and it's a good film. It is. It gets a lot of stick because it isn't like the cartoon, which we all love. Well, yeah. People of our generation generally yeah. like He-Man. Um, but in, in its own right, it's a very, very good film. 
Skeletor Frank Langella, is that you say his name? He nice. was yeah. he awesome. was just amazing. But uh, they never did another one. But I get it as well. So you're making a film about He-Man. Shall we, A, base it on Eternia and spend all the budget on creating Eternia? Or shall we spend a little bit of the budget on He-Man's costume and bring him <laughs> to Earth? Let's go with that, yeah. Yeah, let's go to Earth. Early appearance of Courtney Cox. Yeah. There you go. There we go. Awesome so she, film. she was previously dancing with Bruce Springsteen in the 80s on she the was. Dancing in the Dark. Yeah. Um, and then she was with He-Man doing stuff with the Cosmic Key. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think it's a bit of an upgrade going to He-Man, but coming from Bruce Springsteen to He-Man, it's kind of, I'm okay with that. I, I like Bruce. I'm a big fan of the boss. One last quote provided by me, Ross Taylor, on the Facebook, Facebook group. The, um, the quote goes, Sarah says, that's not fair. Jareth says, you say that so often, I wonder what your basis for comparison is. Now, I use that a little bit in real life um, because I think it's a brilliant quote, and it works. So that's from Labyrinth, which brings me on to saying that Labyrinth, when you talk about the 80s greatest films of the 80s, I think Labyrinth is up there for me, you know? I really do. 100%. I watched it a lot when I was a kid. It's a great film. As did I, and I watched it recently with my kids, and it still stands up today as being absolutely brilliant. A, a great, great, great story. I mean, it annoys me a little bit because uh, you read online about that, you know, oh, maybe it's about this, maybe it's about that, maybe Jareth's a bit dodgy, maybe no, just just take it on face value. It's a great story. It's a fairy it's tale story. Yes, it's nothing seedy going on. No, it's all good. Yeah. Don't worry. It's a fairy tale, a classic fairy tale. Yeah. Don't dig into it. Take no. it as it is. It's brilliant. So that's one thing we can agree on there, don't that it is yes. an amazing film. So I have my list of films here that I'd like to talk about. Away you go. Are you going to allow me to just... Shall I just, just go, just just riff. It's all good. Just riff. Okay, just riff. so the films I've got written down here. So my first film I'd like to talk about is a film from 1987, and it is a film called The Gate. You've mentioned The Gate. I have no idea what it's about. Let me tell you about The Gate. Is it about gate. a gate? It is about a gate. So it's right. about a gate where... So picture the scene, there's some young kids at home and they have a gate down the bottom of their garden on the floor. On the floor? Yeah, on the floor. Their parents go away and they find some kind of satanic verses type, not Salman Rushdie's satanic verses, some book with satanic verses in there. And they read them out, think nothing's happened, but it opens the gate and all manner of things go wrong. Oh, so no. demons come out and infiltrate their home and take over, and it's up to them to shut the gate. It's a brilliant film. It is really good. Probably not very well known, because you didn't know it. It's one that I watched when I was very, very young. And there's one particular scene that sticks out where one of the kids looks into his hands, and he's got an eyeball in his hand looking back at him. And obviously he's going crazy because he's being possessed by some kind of demons. Awesome film. I wanted to talk about it because I watched this when I was, well, I would have been seven or eight when it came out. So I think I may have watched it when I was perhaps eight or nine. Yeah. And I think it's probably a, at least a 15, maybe an 18, possibly. But the reason it's so special for me is that I watched it back in when I was very young, around my uncle's house with my cousin. And I remember him, my uncle making me a jam sandwich and me spilling jam all over his sofa. So oh, no. That is my memory of The Gate. And it's an awesome film. 
Sounds good. Sounds good. I will, I will have to have a, at least have a Google and have a look at it. You should do. I'm it's surprised awesome. I've not heard of it. No, it's, just, um, it's a great film. And there's also a Gate 2, which I've never actually seen, but I only found out that from researching this. Um, okay. So there you go. But I'm more more pleased with the fact that I had a jam sandwich because I love jam sandwiches. Oh, so, I'm not a big go. fan of jam sandwiches, I'll be honest. Ooh. No. Um, I've got a little story similar, not dissimilar to that, actually. Now, this you might have to help, you might be able to help me um, with the timeline on this one because you you're a retro game enthusiast. I am, yes. So I remember watching RoboCop. Yep. Which is at eighteen, I believe. Oh yeah. yeah when yeah. I was very young. Mm-hmm. Now, this is how young I was. I for one one Christmas I had, or it might have been a birthday because it would be the summer. I had RoboCop the game for my Commodore sixty four. Yeah. Uh, and I had Master Movie on. VHS that that was my birthday present. Cool. So I wouldn't have been very old. I mean, I was born in 1983. 83. I don't know when Robocop came out off the top of my head. 86, something like that, was it? I'm think I want to say 87. So, but while you talk about the next bit, I'm going to look that up on yeah, Google yeah. because there's there's nothing worse than people listening to this podcast and going, "It's not that. It's this." Yeah. Yes. So if you if you if you've ever seen your Robocop, you'll kind of you'll know what I'm talking about now. I've watched it since, and they've cut the bit out that I'm going to talk about now in, in its graphic detail. Yeah. Um, there's a bit where uh, the bad guy's in a van, and he smashes into a big vat of acid. Yeah. And he comes out the back. All the acid runs through the van, and he comes out the back, and he's just all like a big gelatinous blob. Yeah. And it it just, it like, I was, I was what, seven? I, when did it come out? Of your Nine, 1987, Robocop. So at least I thought I was right. Yeah. So, I mean, I watched it on video and it used to take a couple of years since it come out on video. Yeah, yeah. So let's say it was 88, 89. So yeah. I would have been maths. When were you born, Dan? 83. <laughs> so you'd have been six years old. Six years old. <laughs> yes. Man of acid. See, it's just, it's just yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that that's, but you know what? I'll talk about, I'll maybe talk about this a bit later, but in the 80s, People, they didn't look after. They didn't care. You know, Watership Down, horrific film, yeah. ripping throats out. Um, Secret of Nim. Uh, that's just all those films of that guy. I can't think of his name. That did. They were just horrific. They were yeah. just terrifying. But that, that's what you wanted. You wanted just you know that that thrilling kind of thing. It wasn't safe. Um, I, I tell you what, I miss. I miss the term video nasty. Yes, video. <laughs> let's bring it back. Oh, video people nasty. People say, oh, you can't watch that. It's a video nasty. Video nasty. <laughs> The video shop, the whole thing, going to the video shop, the smell of the video shop, looking at the covers yeah. and going, ooh. A video nasty. I Have like you got more, more 80s memories, Ross? Um, so the bit in Robocop, I thought you were going to talk about the bit where they blew his arm off. No. So I think that, oh, yes, that's I, bad. Yes, I think yes. I've seen that cut out of certain bits. And also there's the famous ITV dub where all the swearing was dubbed for um, just ridiculous I love it when words. they do that. Yeah, yeah. The amount of effort they must put into that just to be able to show a film on TV it's amazing it's somebody just, has a field day doing that for them it's like on Die Hard when they when they dub you know well, the most famous line in Die Hard and yep. they they dub it and it's like just just don't dub it yeah exactly know, it's Die Hard it's Die Hard yeah Merry Christmas put it on later if they can't if you don't want kids watching this that's yep. the way I see it so next film uh, in our 80s spectacular of films where we've so far mentioned about three films oh, okay I think so it's, it's Maybe, well. I think, no, I think we've, we've covered We've scattered quite a wide net. We have. One film uh, was mentioned by one of our Facebook users, Jake, I believe it was. You mentioned, you, you said, you've got to talk about Flight of the Navigator. Dan, have you ever seen Flight of the Navigator? It was one of the first films I had from the aforementioned video shop. 
Oh, right, great. I can't. I can remember very little about it because I haven't really watched it since. But it was a great film. It was a great film. I remember the spaceship looking real. I remember it being like this is as good as CGI is ever going to get. I'm guessing. I'm guessing if I watch it back now, I'd probably think the, the same because my expectations are set there. But yeah, awesome film, and also the guy on the cover of the box, the little boy on the cover of the box, looks just like my friend out back down handy. So there's a, a flight mm. of the navigator fact. But mm. yeah, great film. So another classic suggestion there, Jay. Thank you very much. American Werewolf in London. Oh. Dan was released in 1981, directed by John Landis. Have you ever seen American Werewolf in London? Right. Funny story. Well, funny. I watched... No, I'm waiting for it to be funny now, Dan. Okay. I'm waiting to depends, laugh. Depends what you find funny, I suppose. Okay. I, there was a period of time when I was about year eight, so it would have been 96 when I was, the werewolf films were kind of coming out. Like yeah, there yeah. was, um, wasn't there a, oh, I want to say it was David Duchovny, wasn't he in a, a, a werewolf film? I don't know. I don't know, but around that sort of time, there's a, and I watched the first part of American Werewolf in London. Yeah. And the second that he transformed, I turned it off and I couldn't watch it again. Yeah. Uh, I watched it with some friends, uh, Dan Barnes, Christopher Hubble, watched it with them guys, um, a few months ago. And, I, and it's just, Amazing. It's so British. Yeah. Uh, Rick Mayles in it, which is great. Brian Glover's in it, I believe. Um, is, is Brian Rick, Glover is, in it? No. Is Rick Mayle in it? Rick Mayle is in it, yes. He's in the pub. He's playing chess in his jumper. You know what? I think he is as well, he yes. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, of, I've watched this British recently. British actors. Um, Rick Mayle, massive hero of mine. I think he's absolutely amazing. Um, a lot of... Uh, uh, Brian Glover, I might be wrong, Brian Glover. I'm sure Brian Glover's in it. I think Brian Glover was in the pub as well. Let me have a... This yeah, looks just like a check. I'll keep talking. Looks like um, a job for Google. <laughs> but the trans- the physical effects, the the kind of... The music as well. Every song is about the moon in there, if you notice. Yeah. Bad Moon Rising and other ones that I can't think of. Really good film. Very much enjoyed it. Brian Glover was in it. Yes. Um, Rick Mayle was in it. There's loads of other um, British actors are in that, that scene. That, that pub scene's really good. I think Google's a bit confused here because it's telling me that Frank Oz was in it and he was he played Miss Piggy. Maybe that's... Ah, you're thinking of uh, Muppets Do, American Werewolf in London. That's that's a different thing. Rolf's running around. Do they? No. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you, I thought you'd been serious for a second. No, no, that, that would be so funny, wouldn't it? That would be nice, yeah. Yeah. A few years ago, I saw American Werewolf in London uh, as part of an open-air cinema, which was in the grounds of Dudley Castle. Imagine Dudley Castle showing an open-air cinema. Proper scary. Um, They lit the castle up with lights and everything. Really scary. So they started the film, and all of a sudden, John Landis came on screen. The John Landis. The John Landis, saying, I understand you're watching my film tonight. It's a bit old, but it's still very good. Um, And he also said, I understood they had wolves in Dudley Castle at one point, so... Um, enjoy my film and beware the moon like wow this is amazing John Landis and then they started the film and it was great so that does sound really good American Wealth in London ace film proper good film in the 80s what wasn't a good film in the 80s was a film called Hard Ticket to Hawaii I've not heard of this it doesn't sound good I'll be honest it doesn't so let me talk about the plot for this so this is a Film directed by Andy Sidaris. So Andy Sidaris, from what I can gather, he went off on his own back and created a series of films. I think Hard Ticket to Hawaii is part of either nine or twelve films, all featuring That's a large series. They they're not related at all. The films okay. they share 
actors. So actors might be bad guys in one film and good guys in another film, and it's just all a bit over the place. But Hard Ticket Hawaii, this came to my attention recently because a podcast that I listened to uh, on YouTube were talking about it and they reviewed it and it sounded hilarious. So I had to watch it. So I did. So the plot goes as follows, Dan. There are two blonde ladies okay. who don't mind taking their clothes off every now and again. Oh, right, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That keeps you interested in throughout the well, film. That, well, that we talked of... about this earlier. So it's punctuation points, nudity in yeah. films, yeah. punctuation. Yeah. But it, it, it's unnecessary, it's fair to say, I think. It's gratuitous. Yeah, yeah. It okay. just, just, just happens every now and again. Just, <laughs> okay. I think probably if your interest levels are waning and stuff, then it happens and you're back into it anyway. So there's two ladies who are, I think one of them is a former cop and the other one's possibly a former detective, maybe. I don't... It's never really explained properly, I've <laughs> got to be honest. So they are living on an island in Hawaii and they are delivering things by plane. Okay. So they deliver goods to all over the island and they also deliver people as well so there's a couple who came on their honeymoon to hawaii so they take them to one beach and show them around and that kind of stuff and it's all hunky-dory so when they're on their deliveries they encounter a drugs situation going on so there's a big plane over this other the island that's delivering drugs and there's some big drug baron there with these lackeys who are up to no good um they spot the girls the girls fly off in their plane and want to report it and that starts the whole shenanigans off what also happens in the film is that at one point they're delivering a radioactive snake which is in a crate with lots of holes in it but it has okay. got a danger radioactive sticker flimsy put on the, flimsily I mean, put on the side which is ripped off and they deliver the wrong crate to the wrong place <sighs> but that comes into it later so hold that thought as they go on somebody gets kidnapped the girls have to go find them with two of their friends and one happens to be a karate expert because everyone's a karate expert in the 80s. In the 80s, yeah, karate was big in the 80s. And you can guess what kind of noises he made as he fought. Huh. Yeah. yeah, that's the kind of Probably stuff. Bruce yeah. Lee noises. Exactly, yes. Bruce Lee stories. So it's a terrible film, absolutely terrible. It all comes into a big fight where they get the girl back who was kidnapped and then they beat up the main bad guy who dies three times you know, it's like they get stabbed and they disappear and they get stabbed again, disappears, gets shot in the face, disappears. But he came, comes back to fight one of the women in her house um, just as the radioactive snake appears out the toilet and he gets scared by it and another guy comes in with a rocket launcher and blows up the snake at point-blank range with a rocket launcher. <laughs> this and sounds amazing, Ross, I must say. There you go. Uh, I think you should at least look out Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Just at least watch the trailer and see if it's the kind of film that you think you'd like because I'm guessing it probably isn't. It's absolutely terrible. But I enjoyed it because it's terrible. It's terrible. That's a whole genre of movie now. It's like The Room and things like that. Have you you seen The Room? I assume you have. I haven't seen The Room, no. Are you aware of it, though? I I don't think I am. Tell me more. Oh, well, this might be another podcast, but I mean, um, there's a guy called Tommy Wiseau and he is an... No one really knows where he came from, but he's written and directed and starred in this movie. And he spent it's all financed by himself and produced it and all whatever. And it's he's the worst actor you've ever seen. It's so bad that um, it's so bad that James Franco they've made a film about that film, the making okay. of that film. I can't think what it's called now. Um, but yeah, it's it. Look it up. The Room. Tommy Wiseau. It's just the sound bites alone. It's worth, worth looking at. Don't watch the film. It's horrendous. 
Um, I have uh, a couple of. If you finish with your movie memories, I have got some honourable mentions that people go for it. Yeah, go uh, for it. Talk to us about. I think we can't talk about eighties films without mentioning Transformers, a movie. No, absolutely we amazing film cracking soundtrack oh, absolutely love the this. animation is just the best top notch amazing and I've told this before Dan but I saw Weird Al Yankovic a few years ago in concert and he played Dare to be Stupid from Transformers oh. movie soundtrack and that was my life I was like this is amazing this is the best thing ever Stan Bush absolutely kills it man Stan Bush amazing. he's amazing. got a touch and he dares yep Transformers um, movie, fantastic film. But Transformers movie, a film. Quickly, I watched when I was a child, uh, and then from the video shop, same video shop actually. Yeah. And then couldn't watch it again until 2006 because I was so traumatized by Optimus Prime dying. Yep. Um, that I could not watch it again. But I have I've now since realized that it's amazing and yeah, and has aged really, really well. Fantastic film, fantastic film. Blues Brothers. Yes. Released in 1980. Uh, great I've got, soundtrack. Yeah, amazing film again. Amazing soundtrack. Absolutely great. Dan, is Blues Brothers a musical? Um, I, I know this, actually, because uh, Emily, who works here with me, her sister is a music person, mm-hmm. and she's very passionate about this fact. Uh, Blues Brothers is musical theatre, oh, because okay. there is music and talking. If it's just music, apparently, it is a musical that's what I've been told. So, I, but again, Blues Brothers, there's more, there's more talking than there is songs. So, yeah, I don't know. Is the answer? Yeah, nobody knows. That's it's great. Been a a, a debate brilliant. online for a long time. Another film that was mentioned online to us, um, I can't remember who mentioned it, but I believe it was on LinkedIn. Was a film called Betty Blue. Oh, you've watched this film, haven't you? Well, watched? I've watched the first hour of it. I think it's a French film. Ah, oh, French films. <laughs> so I'm watching it with subtitles. It's it's quite strange it is about a lady named betty who it looks like she's having some kind of mental health episodes throughout the film right but it's portrayed in a 80s manner i think it's probably fair to say it's an interesting one but it starts off where the, the betty and her boyfriend are living in a beach hut and the beach hut looks amazing i'd love to live in that beach hut it looks amazing looks really good but spoilers, they burn it down and move in with one oh. of their friends. But this does happen within the first hour of the film, so it's not really giving much away. But, no, spoiler. Uh, really so easy. if you watch it, don't get too attached to the beach huts. Um, <laughs> we want more beach huts in films. I, I will I will persevere, and I probably will watch the rest of it, because um, I'm interested to see what happens with Betty. So. No, you've really got into this, Ross. I mean, you've really done the work, I'll be honest. Yeah. I haven't done the work for this. I've done a little bit, um, but yeah, I've really enjoyed that. That's good, that bit. That's well, you good. saved... I've done the work. I've... Made some notes. I've downloaded some things, possibly illegally. I don't know. Oh, don't so, admit yeah. to that on tape, Ross. Yeah, oh, sorry. Hopefully, you've, come you've got them through perfectly normal means. Yeah, I own all the you, exactly, originals. That's the one. You own yes, them. Yes. I own the originals. So I'm allowed to download backups of them. So that's that's my list of '80s films that I had there. Um, what is, what is the best '80s film? I don't know, Ross. But before we go into that. Right, I okay. have. There's two people that know me, and I think you, you, I haven't given you this rant. Right, there's two things I rant about in the 80s movies. That I, I rant about a lot of stuff. When it comes to movies, it just so happens the two things are both two movies are both in the 80s that I rant about. Okay, and see what I want to get your your read on this. Okay, so the first one, this is the lesser of the two. Okay, Dirty Dancing. I, I'll be honest, I've not really watched the film. 
Not mm. doesn't really interest me. I'm a very aware it's iconic. I'm a big fan of iconic design, being a designer myself. Yeah. It kind of it's I'm aware of it. People absolutely love dirty dancing. They love it and they, they froth at the mouth and they think it's brilliant, right? They do. Um my issue with it is the soundtrack is amazing. The soundtrack of Dirty Dancing is like 50s, 60s, rock and roll. Yep. Very, very good. The main song, the main song, I've had the time of my life. Yes. I've never felt this way before. Da, 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 da. Why is there synth on it? Because this, the film is set in the 50s slash 60s. And I'm pretty sure that the synth wasn't popularised then. So is the movie really about how the synth became popular? I don't know. Why, why, Ross, was the synth on the main song of Dirty Dancing? That's something I've never thought about before. That's an amazing question. It, it, doesn't it irritate you? Doesn't that irritate you a little It will bit? irritate me from now on, yeah. Now I'm going to listen to that. You've heard nothing yet, Ross. Well, before the... I've had the time of life and never felt this way before. I thought, yeah, good song. I like that. They play it a little bit too often for my liking on radio too, whenever I listen to it. <laughs> but I do like the bits in it where he goes, just remember. <laughs> that is probably my, uh, that's a good, that's a good aside. <laughs> my favorite bit of that song. <laughs> right. The, the, the king of the rants now. This will be quick. Back to the Future, an absolutely amazing film. We'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk about that in a minute. The scene where Martin McFly is absolutely destroying his guitar, playing uh, Johnny Be Good. Yeah. Great scene. The, the uh, moonlight, the Summer Under the Water dance. That The dance, the famous yeah. dance. Everyone yeah. knows the name too. I don't need to tell you what it is. Everyone knows Of course, it yeah, we, we know it. We don't need to say it. It's that iconic. We don't need to say it. The, the guitarist, the singer... Um, Hurt his hand, doesn't he? So he can't play guitar. Yep. Picks up the phone. Yep. Chuck. Chuck. It's your cousin, Marvin Berry. You know that sound you're looking for? Listen to this. Right? My yep. argument is, did he need to say his surname was Berry? Mm-hmm. If he didn't say it, wouldn't everyone that realised what he's talking about, wouldn't they feel a lot more, they'd feel a bit clever, wouldn't they? They'd be like, yeah. he's, that's Chuck Berry, that is. Yes. No, no, no. Let's give it to him on a plate. Yeah. My name, because when you speak to your cousins, right, yep. you go, this is your cousin, Dan. Yeah. Dan Cottingham. Yeah. Makes me really cross. I can see why. why. I can see why. We didn't need to do it. Didn't need to. They're, they're handing it on the plate, aren't they? They're making it obvious. There you go. That's what we're getting, lads. Have that. Enjoy. It's Chuck Berry. They could have even gone like, you could have even gone, Charles. Charles. Yeah. It's your cousin. That's sound you're looking for. Just leave it to Chuck. Could you do Yeah. But that, that's fine. a big rant of mine. I'd, makes you, I, I really get f- f- hot about that. <laughs> but let's not let it take away from what is a fantastic trilogy of films. I think a perfect trilogy because there's a beginning, middle, and end. Yes. Nicely compacted into that one story and it's, it's all good. But we're only talking about the first two Back to the Future. So let's move into the next section we now. We can't talk nice about Back to the Future 3, can we? Back because it was from the 90s. doesn't exist. 90s. Can I tell you a quick story about Back to the Future 3? Yes. I went to the cinema to see Back to the Future 3. My okay. auntie took me, I believe, with my cousins and myself and my brother. I felt a little bit dicky halfway through the film. Thought I'd best go to the toilet. Went to the toilet, managed to throw up all across the foyer of the cinema. 
into the toilet as well and came back out and there's a poor gentleman cleaning it up and I felt terrible. But I went back and carried on watching the film. I was probably about 11 or 12 at the time, oh. maybe. 13, maybe. Terrible. I, sick to the future. I am forever apologetic to that gentleman who had to clean up my sick. That's <laughs> well, that's terrible. his job. That's what he's paid to Well, do. I don't think it was, actually. I think his job was to <laughs> serve tickets and popcorn at the cinema. Get your popcorn. But there you go. That's right. Yes, terrible so, story. I apologise profusely for that. Let's get down to it. This is what people want to know, Ross. Okay. We have shortlisted the four films that we believe are the four most obviously nostalgia aside personal opinions in terms of you know all film some films hold special place in your heart but objectively in our opinions these are the four films that we think are up there and I guarantee loads of people disagree for yeah, the reasons that we've right. said yeah. but that's good because tell us if you disagree tell us, tell us absolutely fine Right, so tell us whilst one. leaving a five star review on Spotify for us yes, yes yes. don't forget to review us on Spotify because we found that today you can so please yep. do and subscribe yep. for more of this stuff if you like it if you don't like it to subscribe then ignore it that's fine um, so the four films the first one Back to the Future mm-hmm. the first Back to the Future the first yep. one yeah yeah that's okay yep. I wanted to put in the list for me Robocop. Robert Cop. <laughs> You've got to leave that robot in, man. That's just... Anyway. Yes, Robocop. That, that, for me, is a dark horse, I think. I think so, too, but because it's, uh, it was an 18 at the time. Drop so, it. Yep. Drop it. <laughs> Better alive, you're coming to me. I can't. Great. That, that I can't probably, sounds, voice. That that probably voice. sounds terrible in the podcast. Perhaps I'll... Perhaps I'll put in a little bit of a the Robocop video game. That'd be in this good, bit. yeah. That'd just be put, awesome. those, put the, the, the soundboard from the movie on it. Yeah. Thank you for your cooperation. Top Gun, for me. Absolutely great film. I got into this late, watched it as a kid, but watched it again recently, and it's it's just... I like films that just blast through the storyline. This does. But it's still... You still get to know the characters. You get to know them, and it's just, you know, that's a good one. So Top yeah. Gun, for me. Top Gun. Uh, a worthy entry. Dare I say it, I've never actually seen Top Gun, Dan. You're going to have to, Ross, you're going to have to watch Top Gun. I feel like I should. After Just, again, as I said yeah. earlier, just for the uh, homoerotic volleyball game, it's just amazing. We all want to be playing with those boys. We do. <laughs> My choice of film to put in the list for the 80s, Dan, when you finish playing with your boys is... <laughs> Did I say Labyrinth? You did say Labyrinth. I think I'm going to stick... You're going to stick with that, yeah? Labyrinth. Holds a special place in my heart. Watched it with my kids recently, well, since. And it is just a brilliant film. It's, it's a fan, proper... I think Labyrinth, Back to the Future, both proper family films that anyone could yeah. enjoy, I think. Robocop, not so much. And Top Gun, mm. probably not so much. The little kids probably won't get the Top Gun, you know, yeah. but... And it'd be probably a few years before I introduce my girls to, to Robocop, if ever, yeah. So, yeah. So, which of those are the best? I'm not sure I can choose. Transformers a movie, I think. Transformers a movie. You've heard it here first, <laughs> folks. Uh, Transformers a movie is the best. Difficult no. to say, difficult to say. It is difficult to say. But I think the point here is that the 80s was an amazing time for films. There's so many we haven't mentioned, and like Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. I, it was two. Was two in the 80s? I believe it was. 
Potentially. Potentially. Let's go, yes, why not? Because they mention He-Man in Ghostbusters 2, don't they? Do they? I don't yes, know. Yes, at the beginning when they're at the kids' party and they go, who are you going to call? And they go, He-Man! Yes, of course they do, yes. <laughs> yes, Ghostbusters, amazing film. Honey, Rush and the Kids. Honey, Rush and the Kids. And the, the ant that dies, oh my, spoiler, but the ant dies, Spo- and I, it's an ant. It's only 40 years ago, careful on the spoilers. Ant. And I cried like a, I was a baby, to be fair, but yeah. I cried like a baby when the ant died. Talking of crying like a baby, never-ending story. Oh. When the horse got caught in the... Oh, the, don't. I mean, that's all over the internet, so that's been well and truly worn out. But, and that wolf thing. But what a film. Amazing film. Dan, have you ever seen Dark Crystal? No. Not all the way through. Jim Henson. I, I love it. Film. I just never got... Never... Never got. I watched a series, the Netflix series recently, and I, yeah. I, I love the whole idea. But I've never just one. I never got that one. No, never, never it got it. Creep me out a little bit. I've got to be honest. It, again, another, another back to that thing of like just traumatizing us when we were yeah. kids. Traumatizing, yeah. trauma. just Absolute sucking the traumatized. life out of yeah. little like cute little creatures. Yep. Et. Now, spo- uh, t- controversial. I've never liked Et. Ne- what? What? Hate it. Why have you never liked Et? Well, do you know what Et short for? Because he's got little legs. Yes. Now we've started. Come yes. on. No, I just, I just, I've never, I never liked it. I just, I didn't get it. Uh, hmm. What? I, okay, what's not, to, what, what? I don't know. I just, okay. I think, I don't, I think I've probably watched it once or twice. It was yeah. never something I watched a lot as a kid. I've got no real nostalgia attached to it. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just never appeals to me. No, and I, think, I love um, Spielberg. I think yeah. his stuff's, it generally hits the mark. Yeah, yeah. But I just, I just, it's something I never really got. Well, I think E.T. is a fantastic film. I really do. I think it's a real nice... It's just a good, good, good story. What what could be simpler? An alien comes down to Earth and wants to get back home. And that's it. A big he's, finger. He's got, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> comes to Earth. Wants to get back home. He's got a massive finger. So what? it's just a nice heartwarming story. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the bit where you see E.T. in that little ravine being pecked up by a raccoon and being eaten when he's all shriveled and white and everything and like I don't <laughs> like that either that's a bit weird <laughs> no it's just a little bit weird <laughs> and I often reference that when I'm lying in bed or not wanting to get up and stuff <laughs> like that that's, that's how exactly I Whenever feel I close my yeah, eyes E.T. great film really good film um, yeah is it one of my, what is one of my, maybe it is one of my favourites now I think about oh, it oh it's too late now Ross we've already declared late, it? It we've declared too late. them I've declared they're put on the table they're on the list in the bag Locked up in the case for the rest yeah, of the time. The four. I don't think we. Can, I genuinely don't think I can pick of those four films. I love them all. I think we just leave them. We leave everyone hanging, and we just go. They're the four best eighties films. And of course, it is all subjective. So it is all. Of course, you may is. disagree. You may agree. Let's all agree to have fun in this yes. crazy world. Let's play with the boys with our big fingers. Okay, Dan. I think I'm going to leave you now to play with the boys. If you've enjoyed when it comes crashing down with Dan and Ross, please leave us a five-star review on Spotify. You can do that, can't you? Yeah, we found out today. You can do yeah. that. We, we realised we had three five-star reviews on podcast. So thank you. Thank yeah. you to, to whoever you are, because we can't see who you are. So that, thank you so much. One was me, one was you, and one was on my mind. <laughs> now, the funny story, I haven't actually listened to it on Spotify. I listened to the preview version that was sent to me by uh, our producer, Ross. Um, That's me. <laughs> So if you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a review, tell people about us, share it far and wide, join in with the chat on Facebook. Um, if you disagree with something, say so. Yes, if you agree with something, us. please say so. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. 
you can even talk about the podcast if you want. That's yeah, actually fine. Yeah, yeah. If you if you uh, think you might want to come and chat to us, then let us know because we do want to get some other people on here because uh, that's kind of the point of starting this, wasn't it? So yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I enjoy talking to you, Ross. So you know, you've got to be good to get on this podcast. Absolutely, Dan. Well, I, selection I, process. I enjoy talking to you, Dan, as well. Maybe we might find a guest that we enjoy talking to. Maybe, maybe it could be you, Mr. Burns, style. Yes, Mr. Burns. <laughs> now it's Homer Simpson's own on you. That probably sounds terrible on the podcast anyway. So that brings us a close to our 80s extravaganza, 80s films extravaganza. You've screamed in delight. You've howled in terror at the gate. You've even hid behind the sofa at the transformation scene in American Werewolf in London. You have, yes. You've thrown up your jam sandwiches and uh, left them to be cleaned up by uh, the ginger cinema employee that's somehow come to your home to clean up your jam sandwich sick and i apologize profusely to that man but for now i've been ross i've been dan and that brings us an end to episode two of when it comes crashing down (laughs) please don't wink at me